Amen. Father, indeed, you are such a fantastic God. You are the God that makes a way where there is no way. You are the God that is always there for your people. Father, we give you praise. We exalt your holy name. We worship you. We bow before your majesty. We say, O oh Lord, that there is no one like you. In heaven on earth, beneath the earth, there is no one like you. Glory be to your holy name. Please accept our worship in Jesus' mighty name. Accept our praises in Jesus' mighty name. Father, we thank you for how you've been with us since the beginning of today. Thank you for the first service. Thank you for making it so, so, so beautiful. Father, we thank you. Thank you for how you started the second service with us also. Thank you so much for how you have made it so nice so far. Glory be to your holy name. Please accept our praises in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Father, your word has power. Father, we ask, O oh Lord, that as we listen to your word, you will truly speak to us today in Jesus' mighty name. You will speak to our situations and circumstances today in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. You will bring your word that will bring deliverance unto us, O oh Lord, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And your word will bring healings unto us as well in Jesus' mighty name. Thank you, precious Father. We give you praise to exalt your holy name. For we have prayed in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. Can we put our hands together for the chorister? Did they do well? Did they do well? Now, when people, a group like that has done so well, what do you do to them? You give them standing ovation. And so I'd like you to rise to your feet. Rise to your feet and put your hands together for Jesus, for wonderful people. God bless you. You may be seated. God bless you too. That was a very good singing. Even if you did not compose it, it was qualified as a very fantastic presentation. Very, very, very good singing. God bless you. Right from, the, right from the hymn to that, and fantastic. The Lord bless you. God bless you. Praise the name of the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. I listened to the message during the first service, and I thought that was a fantastic preaching. Wow. Beautiful preaching. Beautiful preaching. The Lord will increase his oil upon your head. The oil of anointing will never run dry. It was indeed a beautiful preaching. The Lord bless you in Jesus' mighty name. Okay, so let's wrap up this, um, this month with this message today. Please, can we kindly open our Bibles to Isaiah chapter 61, 62 rather. Isaiah chapter 62. Isaiah chapter 62 verse 3. The Bible says, You shall be a crown of beauty in the hand of the Lord. And a royal diadem in the hand of your God. You, can, you shall be a crown of beauty in the hand of the Lord. 
and a royal diadem in the hand of your God. Praise the name of the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. When we started, if you start reading from the verse 1 of that scripture, Isaiah chapter 62, the Bible says, For Zion's sake will I not hold my peace, and for Jerusalem's sake I will not rest. Now, what God is saying in that scripture is that he will plead your cause. He will plead your cause. He said he will plead the cause of his people. He will no more be silent. He will speak up. Now, God pleaded the cause of the children of Israel by killing the firstborn of their oppressors so that he could set his people at liberty. I want to pray for everyone that is under the influence of my voice. The Lord will plead your cause in Jesus' mighty name. In that place where you are doing business, the Lord will plead your cause in Jesus' mighty name. In that your office, the Lord will plead your cause in Jesus' mighty name. Even in your husband's house, the Lord will plead your cause in Jesus' mighty name. Even amongst your family members, your siblings, the Lord will plead your cause in Jesus' mighty name. And in verse 2, it says, And the Gentiles shall see thy righteousness, and all kings thy glory. Now, the new international version of that, I mean, translation of that particular verse is saying, the nations will see your vindication. And all king, they will see your glory. Now, in Mount Carmel, the prophet of Baal and everyone that was present when there was a contest between them and Elijah, they all saw the vindication of Elijah when he called upon God and God answered by fire. The Bible made us understand in verse 39 of that chapter 18 of First King, the Bible says, the Bible says, and all the people saw these, they saw these, and they fell prostrate and they cried, the Lord is God, the Lord is God. What is that saying? By the time they saw the manifestation of the power of God on the behalf of Elijah, the Bible says they went flat on their chest on the floor, and they began to say, indeed, this God that this person professes is the true God. Now, I want to say something to somebody here. They have not seen your God yet. And so that's why they are messing with you. They will see things in your life that will shut their mouth permanently in Jesus' mighty name. When they see your God in action, they will sh it will, their testimony will shut their mouth permanently in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. He said, the nation will see your vindication. They will see that you are not called a Christian in vain. They will see that you are not coming to church in vain. They will see that you are not serving a dead God. And they will see that you are not coming to destiny sanctuary in vain. By the time God is true with you, they will say that indeed, your God is great. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. The Bible made us understand that they said, is God. This God is God. This God is God. They are saying this God is indeed worth serving. The thing that will cause people to say, the God that that gentleman serves is worth serving. It will happen in your life shortly in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. They will say, your God is truly worth serving. 
in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And it says by his own mouth, it says he will call you by a new name. Now, every negative description that is rubbishing the destiny of God, oh, sorry, your destiny, every negative description that is rubbishing your destiny, the Lord will turn it around and you will have positive description in Jesus' mighty name. Where you have been termed foolish, they will say that man is a very sharp man. You know when person not get money, waiting there they call him, now foolish man. And when he says anything, they look at him, they say, now foolish man. You understand? It doesn't matter how stupid a rich man is. You see what people do, they keep shaking their head for whatever nonsense that they say. They keep shaking their head, say, oh God, not true. Oh God, not true. Oh God, not true. The thing that will make them to keep saying, oh God, not true to you. Now, it will happen shortly in Jesus' mighty name. It will happen shortly in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. It will happen shortly in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Nobody argues with results. People don't argue with results. Once they see it, they keep quiet. Once they see it, they keep quiet. Imagine a woman that people have not seen with children. All of a sudden, their tummy starts shooting out. They will say, now five broads. That's what they will say. After some time, they see that it did not look like five broads. Eventually, when you throw the naming ceremony, they will keep their mouth shut. They will say that, indeed, God is good to her. I pray the thing that will make the wicked one to say this one, eh? It will like say, God is exceptionally kind to her. It will happen to you shortly. It will happen to you shortly. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, in the scripture that we read, in that Isaiah chapter 62, verse 3, the Bible says, you shall be a crown of beauty in the hand of the Lord and the royal diadem in the hand of your God. Now, just pay attention to that scripture. The Bible says, crown of beauty and royal diadem in the hand of God. Please note that the Bible did not say on the head of God, but it said in the hand of God. Now, this speaks of an object of admiration in the hand of God. And so, Prophet Isaiah was saying that you will become an object of admiration in the hand of God. He was saying that God himself will exhibit you. He, he, he was saying in that scripture that God himself will show you off. It will show you off to the admiration of everyone that has eyes to see. Just like a man who has won a medal will put up the medal for everyone to see how fantastic he has performed. The same way, God will show you off in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. The prophet was saying that the world will look unto you with admiration. They will look unto you with reference. They shall see you as a work of God. And so this morning, I'm going to be speaking on what I've titled, The Lord's Show Peace. The Lord Show Peace. The Lord's Show Peace. And what is a show peace? A show peace is an extremely good example of something that deserves to be admired. Something designed to be displayed. A showpiece is something that, may, that is made for admiration. 
something made to show skill and capacity. God is therefore saying in that scripture that it is time to make someone an object of admiration because of who God is. And it will do that. Get ready for something nice in your life. Because it will do that in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. It will do that in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, somebody may be saying, it's really bad here. How is that what you are saying possible? How is it possible for me to become a showpiece of God? Some are saying that because of their financial situations. Their financial situations don't look good. Some are saying that because of how bad the marital situation had gone. Praise God. Some have issues with their marriages. Some are fed up. Some want to run out of their homes. Some have had too many rejections in their life. Some are confused and some are extremely disappointed. And so they are saying, it doesn't look good here. Yes, I know that it doesn't look pretty right now. But according to the word of God that stands forever, the Bible says he watches over his word to perform it. According to the word of God that stands forever, it doesn't matter what your situation may be. It doesn't matter how it is because God is leading us to declare this unto you today. The Lord will make you indeed his showpiece in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. It didn't look good for the, you know, uh, in Samaria, in 2 Kings chapter 6, the Bible made us understand that they were ravaged by drought, hunger, and what have you, so much that they have started eating their children. But it was in the midst of all that that God said in 2 Kings chapter 7 verse 1, 2 Kings chapter 7 verse 1, it was in the midst of that trouble that God said, by this time tomorrow, in the market of Samaria, six quarts of choice flour will cost only one piece of silver, and 12 quarts of barley grain will cost only one piece of silver. In just 24 hours, precisely what God told Elijah, Elisha to tell the people happened. And so that God that did it at that time is still on his throne. He has not diminished in power. He will do for somebody here. Especially those that it doesn't look good to. It doesn't look good for right now. God himself, the same way he visited them in Samaria. He will visit you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, it didn't look good for Sarah. She was already 90 years old. And she was still barren. When God said to her in Genesis chapter 18 verse 10, God said to her, I will surely return to you about this time next year. And Sarah, your wife, will have a son. When God was declaring this to her, it didn't look good. It didn't look good. But because God watches over his word to perform it, the thing that God said eventually happened. Listen to the testimony of Sarah in Genesis chapter 21, verses 6 and 7. Genesis chapter 21, verses 6 and 7. 
The Bible says, and Sarah said, God had made me to laugh so that all that here will laugh with me. And she said, who would have said unto Abraham that Sarah should have given suck for I have borne him a son in his old age? Who would have said? Who would have said? Who would have said that thing will turn around for me? Who would have said? Who would have said that I would move into my own house? Who would have said? Who would have said that I would drive a new car? Who would have said? Who would have said that when I've retired, I will, if I will drive the car that I did not drive when I was working? Who would have said? That would be the testimony of somebody shortly. That would be your story someday. Before long in Jesus' mighty name. Who would have said? That was what happened to one man many years back. I was pastoring in a church. And I met this elderly man who was always with us on Saturday for evangelism and all that. And this day I saw him. He was crying. And I was, I was like, what, what? Sorry, I'm sorry. What, what's happening? And he was crying. And he eventually, when he was able to compose himself, he told me, who would have said that the car that I now used throughout the time that I was working, it is now that I don't have a job that I will now drive. Who would have said that? And he went on to tell me his story. Now, he worked all these years. He wasn't able to buy any car. And one son that was like lost for many years that had gone to the U.S., suddenly at that time remembered him. And the gentleman contacted him. And the gentleman sent a car to him and arranged a driver that would be taking him and arranged that he would be fueling the car every month. The man said, who would have said that the car that I did not buy when I was working, I will now drive when I'm not working. Who would have said? That would be the story of somebody. Your own who would have said will happen shortly. Your own who would have said will happen shortly. Now, I love the beauty. I love testimonies. I love testimony. I love the testimony of that young girl. She said, sorry, young lady. <laughs> so that... So that you don't know how come the pastor is calling me girl. That young lady, I love her testimony. She said, did you hear that testimony? She said, my former salary has become my, oh my God. My former salary has become my tithe. What? What? Who would have said? Who would have said? Something good will happen to somebody here. Something good will happen to somebody here. And so, it may not look nice right now, but take the word of God and take God for it. Take God by his word. The word of God is saying that it will make you a showpiece. It will make you a showpiece. It will make you a showpiece. It will make you a showpiece in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. It didn't look good when God spoke to Isaiah to speak to his people. It didn't look good for them. It didn't look good for them. They were in desolation and their town was deserted. But God said unto them that you shall become, you shall be a crown of beauty in the hand of the Lord. God knows how and, how and has the power to bring gems out of rubbish. He knows how to do it. He knows how to bring joy and gladness out of trauma. He knows how to do it. He knows how to bring appointment out of disappointment. He knows how to do it. He knows how to bring good out of bad. And so, and he will do just that. 
for somebody here today in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. It will do just that for somebody here today in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Like I said when I was trying to define show, a showpiece, I said a showpiece is something made to show skill and capacity. I'm an artist, and an artist will show his skill and his creativity by putting all his best into a work. Then he will bring it out, he will exhibit it. And like we say, the work is not done until it is exhibited. The artist does not come out until he has gotten his best. And when he's done it very well and he's satisfied, he brings it out and he exhibits it. An artist, a musician, will put all his best, put it together, go to the studio, work very well on it, and he will bring it out. And he will bring it out and people will begin to listen to it. He does not bring it out until he has put in his best. When you see a woman packed the 2021 Mercedes-Benz C-Class and she steps out of the car and you see her toenails peeping out of the, uh, is, it, is it a French-made slippers? And you see in her hand the latest iPhone and the other accessories and you see her bounce. You look at her and you say, this woman must be a wife of a very rich man. Now, that woman is a showpiece of the wealth of her husband. The woman is a showpiece of the wealth of her husband. Now, God is the richest. The earth belongs to him and the fullness thereof. God is the most powerful. God is the most excellent. God is the most glorious. God indeed is the greatest. God is the merciful God. Is the almighty God. Is the omnipotent, the omnipresent, or the omniscient. Is all this and many more. And so he wants to show off all this. He wants to show off all this in the lives of his people. Because all those things don't matter anything to him. The greatness of God does not mean anything to him except it shows it in the life of somebody. And so that is what God is prepared to do in the life of everyone that is here, I dare say. Everyone that is here, I dare say. God is prepared to do that here in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. God wants to show off all these wonderful attributes of his in your life. You know what? God loves to show off. Now, when, I, when we started coming this morning, we normally listen to so messages, but I think we came out too late. We didn't listen to the message that we wanted to listen to. But from nowhere, somebody said, God loves to show off. I said, that is it. God actually loves to show off. You know God loves to show off his power. And so that's why he will say, he will say uh, to, to, to Moses, he said, strike the rock. And Moses struck the rock and water came out. And the next time that he was going to get water out, he said, why strike the rock? Let's not waste time striking the rock. Speak to the rock. God loves to show, out, to show off his power. Speak to the rock. Praise the name of the Lord. And so, 
We are the beneficiaries of this show off. We are the beneficiaries of this. God cannot but show off. But we are the beneficiaries of this show off. Praise the name of the Lord. In Luke chapter 13, verses 12 to 13. Luke chapter 13, verses 12 to 13. He made the daughter of Abraham a showpiece of his power over Satan. The Bible says, it says, Jesus saw that woman. He called her forward and said to her, Woman, you are set free from your infirmity. And the Bible says he put his hand on her. Immediately, she straightened up and praised God. That was a woman that had been like this for such a very long time. The devil bowed her for such a very long time. And God got there. I mean, Jesus got there. And he wouldn't want to negotiate with Satan. And just pass Satan as a woman, get up. And that was it. He made that woman his showpiece. It shows that he has authority over the power of Satan. He will make you his showpiece. He will make you his showpiece. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. In Luke chapter 5, Luke chapter 5, God made Peter a showpiece of authority over the spirit of failure. He made him his showpiece over the spirit of failure. He found him where he had told all night and he failed. And he told him in Luke chapter 5 verse 4, he, says, he said to him to put out into the deep water and let down his net for a catch. And the Bible made us understand in verses 6 and 7, the Bible made us understand that when he had done this, they caught such a large number of fish that their net began to break. So they signaled their partners in the other boat to come and help them. And they came and filled both boats so full that they began to sink. It, it, it showed that he had authority over the spirit of failure. And it made Peter the showpiece. Listen to me. God is looking for somebody to show off. Are you there? Are you there? In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, it will make you a showpiece in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, two boys were still in their mother's womb. Neither of them had done any good nor evil. Yet the Bible says in Romans chapter 9 verse 13, Romans chapter 9 verse 13, the Bible says, Jacob have I loved, but Esau have I hated. And someone say, what did Esau do? What good had Jacob done? Now, God chose Jacob as a showpiece of his grace. He chose him as a showpiece of his grace. Same with David. He was the most disadvantaged of his siblings. But God made David a showpiece of his grace. He was appointed king while his big brothers were set aside. And so I want to encourage somebody here. Take your eyes away from those disadvantages in your life. Take your eyes away from those disadvantages in your life. Because it doesn't cost God to take the person that is right at the back to bring them to the front. It doesn't cost him anything. He, he comes around and he will prove that, yes, he, could do, he can do whatever it is that he wants to do. The Bible says in Romans chapter 9, verses 15 to 16, Romans chapter 9, verses 15 and 16. He said, for he said to Moses, I will have mercy on whom I will have mercy. I will have compassion on whom I will have compassion. So then it is not of him that will it, nor of him that run it, 
but of God that showed mercy. It can take somebody right from the back and put it in front. It can take somebody who doesn't have a proper certificate, somehow, somehow, and create something for him. I was in uh, faraway Pompeii, not Bombay, Pompeii in the Macronesia, and I told somebody what God will do for him. This man was actually unemployable. Why? Because he grew up and he started taking marijuana and uh, his life was that all that he was doing and all that. And so he now met with Christ and as he was growing, he couldn't get any certificates. And so he was unemployable. There was no employment for There was nothing that they could ask him to do. And it was too slick for him to go and carry load. I spoke to him because I wanted him to work with us in the church that I started there. I spoke to him and encouraged him what God is able to do. What God is able to do. You know what happened? We got a, a what, um, what do you call it? One, one American school in that place. Suddenly realized that they needed a music teacher. Now, that's another thing. In that island, nearly everybody plays one musical instrument or the other. And so there's no big deal about you playing any musical instrument. But for them to identify this man and they employed him, he didn't need any grammar to teach the music because they teach in their language there. He didn't need English. And so that's how he was employed. He was given, I mean, um, he was given a car loan. He bought a car. When Pastor Astrop, our AGO that is supervising that area, got there, he said, Pastor Dele said it. Pastor Dele said it. Pastor Dele said it. He couldn't just get over it. Pastor Dele said it. Now, I want to believe that somebody will one day say, Pastor Dele said it. Before long, you will say, Pastor Dele said it. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. In John chapter 8, a woman was caught in the adultery. And she was dragged to Jesus. And they said to him, teacher, this woman was caught in adultery. And the law, the, the, in the law, Moses commanded us to stone such a woman. Now, what do you say? And the Bible says, Jesus bent down and started to write on the ground with his finger. Then they kept questioning him, asking him questions. And the Bible says, he straightened up and said to them, let any one of you who is without sin be the first to throw a stone at her. Then he bent down again and continued to do what he was doing. And the Bible does understand that all the people that accused this woman, they left one after the other. By the time they had all gone, it was Jesus and the woman. Jesus lifted his eyes onto the wife and said, what are your accusers? And the woman said, they've gone. And Jesus said that they didn't condemn you, neither do I. Now, what did God do in that instance? He made that woman a showpiece of his mercy. He made her a showpiece of his mercy. The woman was condemned ordinarily, ordinarily, but God wanted to say that is the one that decides who is guilty, who is justified, is the one that is decides, decides that. And he decided to show this woman mercy. I want to pray for somebody here. You might have done something that it is not only people around you that are condemning you. Even your own conscience, your spirit is condemning you. I want to say to you that this day, this very day that we are speaking about the Lord's showpiece, 
The Lord is making you a showpiece of his mercy. Get out of this place and lift your head up. You are no more condemned in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Grace gives you what you don't deserve. But mercy withholds from you what you deserve. The woman deserved punishment, but mercy took away the punishment from her. Same thing with somebody that is here feeling guilty for something. If you've gone to God and you've asked for forgiveness, get up and go uncondemned from today. Why? Because God has chosen to make you a showpiece of mercy. And he will do that in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. In 2 Chronicles chapter 20, the Moabites, the Ammonites, and some of the Munites came to wage war against Jehoshaphat and Judah. And Jehoshaphat and the people were frightened. And they fasted. And they prayed to God. And God said something to them. God said, the battle is not yours. He said, but it is the Lord's. The battle belongs to the Lord. And so, all Jehoshaphat and his brethren did were to, was to sing. And they played instruments. And their enemies began to fight one another until they all killed themselves. And the Bible says none escaped. On that occasion, God decided to make Jehoshaphat and Judah a showpiece of his wonderful name, the Lord of hosts. He decided to show that he's indeed the Lord of hosts. Talking about his wonderful names, God has wonderful names and wonderful attributes. And he wants to make you a showpiece of all those attributes. He wants to make you a showpiece of his name as a deliverer. He will deliver you. He wants to make you a showpiece of his name as a way maker. Where you are confused, he will make a way for you. He wants to make you a showpiece of his name as a king of glory. Where the enemy is fighting you, he will rise up and he will beat down your enemy's silly. He wants to make a showpiece of his name as a great provider. He will provide for all your needs. He wants to make a showpiece of you with all those wonderful attributes that he has. And be rest assured that he did not send the word unto us in vain. He will do precisely what he says he will do. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, how do you become the showpiece of God? The truth is this. If you delight God, if you make God happy, he will make you a showpiece. That is the way he responds to those who delights him. He will make you a showpiece. Imagine what he said concerning David. He said he has found a man that is what? After my own heart. And so that's why he picked him from the backside of the field and he made him a king over his brothers. When you delight God, when you delight God, he will make you is show peace. One of the ways that you will delight God is the way you respond. The first way that you delight God, rather, is the way you respond to salvation call. Many of us want the benefit of God. We don't want to take on the responsibility. We don't want to obey his instruction. 
The Bible says in Exodus chapter 19 verse 5, it says, if ye obey my, my voice indeed, it says, and keep my covenant, it says, then ye shall be a peculiar treasure if you obey him. And like I said, the start of obedience is salvation. So Isaiah chapter 1, verses 18 to 19. He said, come now and let us reason together. He said, say the Lord, say, though your sin be as scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. Though they be red like crimson, crimson, they shall be as wool. He said, if ye be willing and obedient, ye shall eat the good of the land. Do you want to God to make you his own showpiece? That's, 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 that's what he wants to do. Do you want him to make you his own showpiece? He says, come to me in obedience. Start by giving your life to Christ if you have not done so. Now, if you have done so and you are playing games with, me, with him, just as I did at a time in my life too, come back to him. Come back to him. Surrender your life fully to him. And you'll be rest assured that that testimony that that sister gave when she said that my former salary has become my tithe, you will give such a lovely testimony as well in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, if you're already born again, God is saying in Psalm 147, verse 11, Psalm 147, verse 11, the Bible says, The Lord taketh pleasure in them that fear him and in those that hope in his mercy. Two things mentioned in that scripture. The fear of the Lord and hope in his mercy. The fear of the Lord. The Bible says in Proverbs chapter 16 verse 6. Proverbs chapter 16 verse 6. The Bible says the fear of the Lord. It says by the fear of the Lord, men depart from sin. By the fear of the Lord, men depart from sin. They depart from evil. It was the fear of the Lord that made Joseph to run away from committing sin. Fear the Lord. Do you hope in his glory? The Bible made us understand that those that come to him must believe that he is God and is the rewarder of those who seek him diligently. If you fear him and you trust him, it will not be too long before you come here with your lovely testimony. Like I said earlier, He's always looking for people to use as his showpieces. A showpiece for his power, he will make you. A showpiece of his omnipotence, he will make you. A showpiece of his mercy, he will make you. A showpiece of his goodness, he will make you. A showpiece of his wonderful name, a deliverer. Or the deliverer, he will make you. The showpiece of his beautiful name, the way maker, he will make you. Come unto him today. Surrender your life to him. Fear him. Obey him. Run away from sin. And before long, we will add you to those wonderful testimony. Rise to your feet and let us pray. Now, only one prayer point. When I was waiting on the Lord for today, it was this that was laid on my mind. And I will give you enough time to pray the prayer. Because I also will want to pray the prayer. Only one prayer. We have been praying. Now, the man of God, Sam, Pastor Sam, led us in prayer when we started the service. We have been praying. We have been praying. Only one prayer point right now. And what is that prayer point? Father. Father. Say, Father. Father. 
make me your own showpiece. Now you can begin to ask which way you want him to do it. You want him to make you a showpiece of his mercy. Talk to him this morning. You want him to make you a showpiece, a showpiece of his goodness, a showpiece of his power. Talk to him. Only one prayer. You want to pray the prayer? I encourage you to pray this prayer very well. If it was laid on my heart that only one prayer, it meant God wants to answer that one prayer. It meant what God wants to answer that one prayer. Pray that prayer very well. Only that prayer. Lord, I ask that you will make me a showpiece. Your showpiece of mercy. Father, make me your showpiece, your showpiece of your goodness. Make me a showpiece of your goodness. Make me a showpiece of your power. Make me a showpiece of your almightiness. Make me a showpiece of your omnipotence. Make me a showpiece of, of your omnipresence. Father, make me your showpiece, O oh Lord, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. My Father, my God, Lord, this morning, all that I'm asking, all that I'm asking, according to your word, you will make me your showpiece. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, make me your showpiece. Make me your showpiece. Make me your showpiece. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, all that I'm asking, O oh Lord, is that you will make me your own showpiece in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. You have so much to do. You have so much goodness in you. Make me your showpiece of your goodness. My Father, my God, use my life to show the world how God can be kind to a man, how God can be faithful to a man. Use my life to show the world how God can be good to a man, how God can help a man. My Father, my God, make my life your showpiece in the name of the Lord Jesus. Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. Make the life of my wife your showpiece in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Make the lives of my children your showpiece. Show yourself, oh, Lord, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Show the kind of things that you are able to do with my life. Show the kind of faithfulness you are able to extend to a man with my life. Oh, Lord, my God, make my life your showpiece in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Make my life your showpiece. Make my life your showpiece in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Oh, Lord, my God, I'm asking today, look upon me with your mercy and make my life, oh, Lord, your showpiece of mercy in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Make my life the showpiece of your largesse. Open your hands and satisfy all my desire. Make my life a showpiece of your largesse. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you, precious Father. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Please, when you get home, continue in that prayer. Be serious about that prayer. And you will testify in Jesus' mighty name. Now, when I was speaking, I said that some people, the first step that they need to take, they have not taken it. The first step is to surrender unto Christ. Before, they can, before God can make you his showpiece, you need to surrender unto Christ first. If you're there, I just want to pray with you. I want to pray with you. Don't miss this opportunity today. Let me see your hand up, and I'll pray for you wherever you are. If you're, if you're there... You want to say, Jesus, I surrender unto you. I've told you the first step is to surrender unto Jesus before you can begin to enjoy the benefit of being his showpiece. God bless you. God bless you. 
If you're there, you want to give your life to Jesus, give your life to Jesus Christ. Give your life to Jesus Christ. I told you, the first step is to surrender unto him. Then you are open to any good that God has to offer. I'm, I'm not lying to you. I'm not lying to you. God is a faithful God. He said he has not called you to seek him in vain. But you need to start properly. You need to start well with him. Give your life to Jesus Christ. Let me see your hand up. I want to pray for you right now. God bless you. Is there someone else that would like to join? Is there someone else? Is there someone else? Okay. Now, I'm going to pray for you, my dear brother, where, there where you are. And uh, I would just like you to repeat after me. And you raise up your right hand and you repeat after me. Say, Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus, in the presence of everyone here today, in the presence of everyone here today, I surrender my life unto you. I quit running my life in my own strength. Take over. Be my Lord. Be my Savior. In the name of Jesus, say it. Please forgive all my trespasses and start afresh with me. Say, start afresh with me. Write my name in the book of life. Thank you, Almighty God, say it. For I have prayed in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Praise God. God bless you. God bless you. Do you, want, do you want to shake hands with me? Okay, please, you can come. God bless you. Congratulations. The Lord bless you. The Lord bless you. Please let us pray. Father, we thank you. Lord, we thank you for how you have been ministering to us from the beginning of this month. You are such a super, super, super good God. We are grateful to you to have you as our God. We are very grateful to you, Lord. Please accept our praises in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you for giving us a new name. Thank you for taking away desolation from our lives. Thank you for making us your delightsome land. Thank you for calling us Help Ziba. Father, we thank you. We give you praise. We exalt your holy name. Accept our praises in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Every negative things or consequences of the evil name that we bore until now. Father, we ask, oh Lord, that they all be removed from our lives in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Father, now that we have a new name, all the manifestation of this good name, let it come unto us in Jesus' mighty name. Let the world see that indeed we are not just professing it. We are living that new name in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. This morning, O oh Lord, you have chosen to make us your showpieces. I pray for everyone that is under the influence of my voice this morning. I ask, O oh Lord, in every way that you need to be a showpiece for God, you will be in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Because the mouth of the Lord has spoken it, so shall it be in the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, precious Father. We give you praise to exalt your holy name. For we have prayed in Jesus' mighty name. Amen.
God bless you.